Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of Something from the Cellar, our weekly trip down into the well-stocked cellar of White Wine Question Time to highlight some of the amazing, brilliant conversations that are well worth a revisit. And this week is the second of our Something from the Ballroom specials, where I'm taking you through some chats with legends of the Strictly Ballroom from years gone by. And for today's guest, it's Strictly man and wife dancing duo, Jeanette and Aliash, two of the show's most beloved pro dancers and now parents to a little girl called Lyra. They spoke to me late last year about life inside the Strictly Glitter Ball, the early struggles of their long distance relationship, defeating the Strictly curse and dancing on their final show for Ed Bloody Sheeran. Hello. hello, 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 Kate. We, we just looked at each other and we said, "What an intro!" <laughs> it was mesmerizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. But what a what a couple you are! I mean, your story is amazing, and from from different pockets of the world, here you are about to, you know, to put your marriage back on stage again. I can't wait, and a Christmas show as well. I mean, could you be more romantic? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We um. Well, the thing is, we both really, really love Christmas. And because of Strictly, we've never really been able to fully embrace it or get super, you know, decorative in the flat and put up everything around the house. We just, we don't really have the time. And this is the first year that we actually both have time to really dive into Christmas the way that we wanted to. And that's how the idea of doing a Christmas show came up. Because we thought, 
well, if we're going to do it, we might as well really do it. <laughs> and here we are. But are you, because obviously you have um, very different Christmas traditions, I would imagine. Um, I mean, Jeanette, I know you were born and raised in Miami, but your family are uh, very much Cuban um, in terms of their, the way that they celebrate Christmas. And uh, Alias, how does it vary over in Slovenia? And how much of that can you put into the show? Well, for the first... It's much colder in Slovenia for Christmas in December than it is in Miami. So you kind of do get that Christmassy vibe. Yeah. Sadly, it hasn't been snowing for the last couple of years. But nonetheless, I promised Jeanette every single year. Then I have to sort of apologize. Sorry, no snow this year for the last 10 years, pretty much. Uh, but my mom makes this amazing feast uh, on Christmas uh, that we all enjoy, that Jeanette loves. Uh, we have quite sort of like a small group, uh, a small family. So so it's only about six or seven of us really on the Christmas day, uh, very intimate. Uh, in Miami with the Manraras, it's a big, it's a big event. It's a massive family. So you 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 get that beautiful feeling of a, of a big family Christmas. Uh, so they're very, very different, but uh, they're just filled, filled with love though. I think that that's the, the same with both of them. And, uh, and I enjoy them equally as much. Ah, oh, wow. I cannot wait. Can I come and see the show? Because I do love the seduction of all of those Christmas shows as we count down. And you're going to be taking this all over the UK, aren't you? Yeah, it's unfortunate because I still have to host It Takes Two a few times a week. We can't do as many venues as we, as we would like. Um, just it's impossible, physically impossible for us to do it. So it's not too many uh, venues. I think it's about 12 different dates across the board. But we do go to Manchester, Brighton. I mean, we're like all over the UK. So hopefully it's somewhere nearby that you can get to and come and watch the show. Of course, we'll get you tickets, Kate. Don't worry. I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. Now, listen, before I dive into three questions for you, I wanted to ask about a moment that I, I sort of got lost in uh, when I started putting this show together, your last dance together on Strictly. It was the most beautiful swan song. And I just wondered if it was as special to you as it looked to me as you two put a full stop on your time on the dance floor at Strictly. Oh, wow. I mean, it was the Ed Sheeran performance yeah. um, that we did in the final last year. And we only had one day. Yeah, I should mention that Ed Sheeran was actually like your, your singer. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was our backing singer. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, not at all. Actually, it was, um, we can talk about it now because obviously it's all out. But before we actually filmed uh, the performance, we spoke with Ed uh, just before. And he said, you know, I heard that this could possibly be one of your last times dancing together on Strictly and Ali Ash and I both kind of our eyes opened up really big and we thought how did he know I mean because we were still kind of like I wasn't a hundred percent sure if Ali Ash was going to leave or not but it was more like 80 20 that he was going to go um but then and turned around and said I just want to say thank you for letting me be a part of such a special moment for the two of you and our jaws just dropped because we, we thought you're Ed Sheeran are you joking <laughs> like Thank you for being a part of this for us. And, um, and we only have one take uh, because he had to get back and he had the baby in the studio. So he just had one chance to do it, which meant we had to get it spot on in the one one try. And I mean, the nerves were all time high. I, we had tears in our eyes and we just thought we've got to control this because we have to nail it in one go. But you know what? I think this is the beauty of what we do as dancers is exactly that. You know, when you really let yourself 
go and just be in that moment and just connect with someone, especially someone that you love so much, like your husband. Um, it, it just all kind of came together and it was magical. It, this is the only word I can use to describe that moment for us on the dance floor. And once it finished, there were more tears, I think, than even before <laughs> when we did it. And uh, Ed was so supportive and the whole team were so supportive. And, you know, the, the, I think there was lots of tears because a lot of people knew at that point that that was going to be our last one. And um, so we were very, very grateful to the whole team for letting us do that because it was really, really special. I mean, to say goodbye and to say goodbye with Ed Sheeran was just, you know, really, really special. Yeah. But, but the fact that you had to nail it in one take because he's got his baby in the studio and he's got to get off and he's Ed Sheeran. I mean, yeah. no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I mean, it, it just makes it even better, really, because it's all about being in the moment anyway. And when you have that little bit of extra pressure put on you, I, I think that just makes, just puts it all sort of uh, in, a, in a beautiful, nervous situation that then ends up being amazing. It's one of those dances that when you watch it back, and both of us are a bit of a per perfectionist, and it's one of those performances that we both enjoy watching back over and over and over again, because we feel that it came a came through pretty, pretty well. When with most of the others, when you watch them, you have like one or two moments when you go, oh, I wish I pointed that toe or I wish I turned a little bit better or looked at Jeanette a little bit more, but that one came, came through lovely. Oh, no, it, honestly, it is a moment to lose yourself in and I would implore anybody uh, after this podcast to go and Google it. Jump on YouTube, fall down a rabbit hole, you'll love it. With a glass of wine. With a glass of wine. With a glass of wine, always. Always have a glass of wine, Elias, it's the law, especially at Christmas. Um, are you ready for your first question? Go on, Go. yeah. Okay, question number one. I'd like you to choreograph a conversation. The conversation about how you met. If you could take it line by line or bit by bit, talk me through how you came to be together and fall in love. Oh, wow. Should we have a sip of white wine and then get into the truth? Well, I'll let Aliash kick it off. No, you kick it off. <laughs> Ladies first. Okay. Ladies first. Um, well, I, I was single when I joined uh, Burn the Floor. Um, I'd just gone through a breakup. And I landed in London and I thought the last thing I want to do is date anybody or be with anybody. I just want to enjoy my career, travel the world, see London. I'd never been to London before. So my headspace was not for love at all <laughs> in any shape or form. And then Ali Ash came in when we were rehearsing in London at Dance Attic. And when he walked into the room, he had this gorgeous tan, tall, dark, handsome, white V-neck t-shirt, ripped jeans and sandals because it was in the middle of summer with a backpack. I mean, gelled slick hair. And literally everybody in the room just stopped and started looking at him because who's this man that's just arrived through the door and looks like a god, basically. And um, everybody stopped Aww. and looked. And uh, I remember thinking, yeah, he's all right. But I, only because at that point, it was the last thing I was looking for, you know. But I did think, yeah, he's handsome. He's a good looking man. I could appreciate it. But I just was like, absolutely not. Not, not right now. You could then, witness uh, the fitness, Jeanette. Yeah, I did witness the fitness. I love that. It matches. It rhymes. I witnessed witness the fitness. The fitness. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's true, didn't it? and then we became friends, actually, because... Um, 
obviously through working together on the show and being in the cast together. And we ended up touring the UK, the USA, sorry, for nine months. And so we were proper mates for a long time um, before we actually went on our very first date. But I remember when we were in London, right towards the beginning, we were having like drinks with the cast out one night, most likely white wine, because I love white wine. And um, Ali Ash came over at one point and he said, when are you going to let me actually buy you a drink? You know, I'd love to just take you on a proper drink at some point. And I looked at him and I said, absolutely not. Like, I just said no. And then uh, he turned around and he said, do you know what? One day I'm going to marry you. Watch this space. One day I'm going to marry you. And I just remember like almost gulping out my wine and going, yeah, okay, sure. You know, like, let's see when that day actually comes. And, uh, and then a year later, I mean, this was a whole year of him coming up with very creative ways to try and take me on a drink on a date. And then finally I gave in once. Um, and it was a very creative um, invitation. Our friend had just gone through a bad breakup and uh, Aliash found an opportunity to use the breakup to invite me to a dinner with him and our friend. <laughs> And uh, at this dinner with our friend, when we were talking about love and romance and marriage and, you know, how what it's like to respect another individual and the morals behind a solid and good, healthy relationship and what that means for someone, I kind of felt that's when I the penny dropped. And I thought, oh, my God, this is an incredible man. He's not just talented and handsome and funny and fun but he's got an amazing heart and a beautiful soul. And uh, it was that moment that it kind of all changed for me, really. And then after that night, I said, all right, fine. You can take me on a proper date now, just me and you. <laughs> and he did. And he took me to this beautiful restaurant, Mexican restaurant overlooking Malibu Beach on a beautiful cliff. Because at the time we were um, in California. Wow. And he just nailed the dates, you know, nailed the location, nailed, he did it right at sunset when the sun was coming down. And, uh, and that was it. You know, that was the, that was wow. the moment that I thought I'm never looking back now. Hook, line and sinker. He got me. <laughs> that sounded so much better than what it was. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's, let's, let's revisit all of that through your lens and your eyes, Aliash. <laughs> this was pretty in-depth, so I'm going to try and uh, go as, as low as this. So I came to London auditioning for a show. Uh, I was uh, out of the competition for about a year, so I wasn't really in dancing. I wasn't sure that that show was really for me at the time. Burn the after floor. Burn the Floor. That after I came to London to audition for it. I should explain, Burn the Floor is where so many of the Strictly pros have come from, and it's... Uh, choreographed by a brilliant guy called Jason, who's... Is, is Jason still doing the show? Have I got that right? He is, yes. Yeah. And he's a creative director of Frigley Come Dancing at the moment. Exactly. And he is quite something. But Burn the Floor was sexy, sassy. It was... If, if Strictly Come Dancing had gone out and got drunk for the night, that's what Burn the Floor was. <laughs> I love that. True, true. That's a great way to put it. True. Yeah. Isn't it? So yeah, like if yeah. all the Strictly pros went out and got really drunk and then all started kind of like, you know, getting a bit flirty with each other, that's burn the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, there's so many dancers around the world that dance in Strictly. Uh, around the world, it's called Dancing with the Stars in most countries. And so many dancers come from burn the floor. Yeah. And I don't know now the numbers, but yeah. there's more than, I think, 50 gl glitter balls or, or something around the world that belong to sort of dancers that came from burn the floor. So loads of us. 
paved our way or, or learned our, our way through Jason. Uh, we're lucky enough, and for us to work with him for that long now, I mean, we worked on Strictly with him for almost two years. Yeah. And before on Burner Floor, we uh, count ourselves really lucky to work with someone like him so closely. Uh, so it's, it's been an absolute blessing to have him around for advice and, you know, the guidance. Yeah, he's lovely. Um, but so you, you've arrived from Slovenia. You've stopped yes. competing. You've got 19 amazing kind of titles to your name. But you're kind mm-hmm. of figuring out, well, what, um, what am I going to do with this? And you find yourself in London. You go along to audition for this seriously sexy dance show. Over to you, Eliash. Uh, so I, I arrived into the studio and I came there, you know, I was 21, whatever at the time. So I was looking for love. Jeanette wasn't looking for love at the time when we <laughs> met each other. I was, all I was looking for was love at the time. And I found it as soon as I walked into that studio, I saw Jeanette oh. and uh, that was it. Uh, from that second onwards, the chase started, Kate. And, uh, it went on just like Jeanette said, she wasn't wrong about a year. Uh, there were so many opportunities and moments that I that I fell through the the cracks of the um, vigorous expectation that <laughs> I had to go through and you know to get to Jeanette to, or to even get her to come for a drink or a meal or anything with me. There was always a very stern no at the end. I was single at the time as well, uh, as well as she was. So I never really fully understood. She, to today, she hasn't explained to me why it took me a year. To, to get her uh, to come out with me. <laughs> um, we had a lovely time at a beautiful restaurant in LA on a cliff. Uh, I was really, really lucky that with Burn the Floor, we got to travel the world. So, uh, you know that when you have that honeymoon period uh, in a relationship, in that period, we were literally in a different continent every two weeks. Uh, Swimming with uh, great wow. white sharks in South Africa. I mean, that's not a first date uh, location. Please don't take your missus there or your partner there. Please don't. But <laughs> please, please, nonetheless, then you, you know, next week you're in the temples in Kyoto in Japan. So we were so lucky that at that time when we just sort of started uh, going out or, or dating, Burn the Floor helped a lot with the locations where we were doing those things. So thank you, Burn the Floor, again, not just for a career, but for the marriage as well. <laughs> and, uh, and then after we went on a first date, I think that I just can't, uh, that's feels like it's, I mean, it's about 12 years ago, 11 years ago. And, uh, I don't really honestly remember the word before. I feel like we've become such an amazing team since that day we went for a date and, uh, everything has been, uh, easier because we have been together and, uh, that's how I've seen it. And I'm, I'm really, really happy and glad. I basically blame myself for all of it because of my perseverance and staying with the, you know, with the thought that I'm going to one day marry Jeanette. And uh, just because of my perseverance alone, we got <laughs> as far as we did. I'm joking. It's always 50-50. But you know what? It's, I mean, you, you did. You never gave up. And it sounds, Jeanette, like you were quite firm in your... It's not going to happen. I'm not interested. No thanks. You know, you you just couldn't. You you just couldn't go there. You just didn't want to know, did you? I just had gone through a bad breakup. Um, I had never really left the USA or traveled internationally at all. And I was 23 years old at the time. And I just remember thinking, no, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop 
expanding my wings and seeing the world through through my eyes and in my way for for love again because the last relationship that I was in before that was so annoyingly bad <laughs> that I just thought I'm not ready for it and you know I remember thinking Ali Ash is Slovenian I was living in LA at the time you know he's a bit younger than me as well and I was like no all the signs and arrows are he's so handsome handsome men normally come with trouble so all the arrows are pointing at no like this is not going to work and so it, it I just didn't never really allowed myself to have feelings for him I probably always did but I really suppressed them because I was using my brain versus my heart and then eventually the heart just took over and I had I gave in <laughs> oh. You were in survival mode, it sounds like. So, Aliash, yeah. when you went over and said to Jeanette that night, I'm going to marry you one day, is that something that, I mean, like, is that something you'd ever said to anyone before or was no. there this moment of realisation oh, where you were, there yes. she is. <laughs> yeah, I say that every every other day to somebody now. Uh, I never, not not with that sort of uh, conviction, uh, while I said it, no. I mean, I was pretty sure because at that time, we I have been sort of, uh, trying and we have spoken quite a bit so I, we, I knew that we both like each other but for whatever reasons it, it never uh, came or got to be more than that <laughs> and uh, when I sort of had my first opportunity to to, to express my um, my truth I did and I'm, I'm, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> But also, when you say express your truth, I know when you first met, your English was was obviously not as, as as good as it is now. You've been speaking English with Jeanette for best part of what? How many years have you guys been together now? Eleven. Twenty-one. Uh, twelve years. That's it. Twelve. Twelve. Wow. But that that can't have been easy either. I mean, I know you can communicate through the art of dance, uh, but actually, what sometimes being able to explain yourself is it oh. must have been very frustrating to not be able to do that. Still to today, uh, it's frustrating. It's not even. It's not even back then. I I have never won an argument. Uh, Whenever we never argue, basically. Let's start with that. We never argue, but that once every three years, let's say on average, when we do argue, it's really tough to win because my vocabulary is still not sufficient enough to you know to compete. But uh, no, I mean, my English wasn't good to begin with at all. When I did we try met, to talk to you. you. You did. I did. You did. I did, you know, because he came <laughs> over and, and started to try and talk to me. But at that point, the extent of his English was, hello, goodbye, yes, no, maybe, and thank you, you know? And don't forget, will you marry me? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll marry it, yeah. you, yeah. And so... Important ones. <laughs> So we did have a chat, but it was very short. Yeah. <laughs> and then throughout the year, when we started to travel together and tour together, and his English started getting better, and I think maybe my patience also got better as well. <laughs> Between the two, we ended up meeting. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's brilliant. I'm going to take you into my next question now because it kind of continues with this theme, if, if, if you will allow me. Shall we top up? So we've covered how you met and how you fell in love. But what about the moments that have come since that have been the making of you as man and wife, even if at the time they maybe felt that rather than making you, they were breaking you? What have been those seminal standout moments that bolt your marriage together? It's funny because um, it's such a good question because I was watching Bridgerton recently and Bridgerton is all about that like love and lust right at the beginning, the chase, like we were just saying with Ali Ash and like, oh my God, and yes, and I want her and I want him and ah, oh, and that moment when you finally kiss and you find it together and it all happens, you're like, yes, happily ever after. And I think we don't have enough films that actually celebrate or champion how hard being married and making love last and making the love for one another last, how important that is and how much of more drama mm -hmm. you can get for a TV Netflix series if you talked about what happens after you get married, how do you stay happy, how do you survive marriage? There's not enough talked about that artistically. You know, we only celebrate no. the beginning. Um, and I swear well, to you, we I celebrate the wedding day and not the marriage, don't we? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I feel like one day I'm going to write a mini series about how to, um, how to survive. Do you know what? It's been so many moments. I think in the last, gosh, it's going to be 12 years that we've been together. Um, five years married that I think have really been pinnacle in, in reminding us or showing us just how much we really truly do love each other. For one, the fact that we both decided to move to London, where we're away from our families, and yeah. um, you know, you end up having to really trust each other and become each other's immediate family because there's nobody else around. It's just you two. And yeah. uh, when we first moved to the UK, we weren't married. We weren't even engaged. We were just dating. So moving in together is one thing, but moving in together to a completely different country where you have no friends and family is something else. <laughs> And uh, so that, I think, was a big, yeah. big moment for us where we realized, actually, we are, we're okay. Because if we can survive this, maybe there's going to be more that we can survive. So that was, like, I think probably step one, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that whenever, whenever you are working in the same space or in the same country or in the same, you know, job for us, it's always a little bit easier than if you have to do it through a long distance. I, I feel like that's what... For me, the the make or break point, if you wish, was right at the beginning where we 
we were not lucky enough to be working on the same show or, you know, uh, I was working in, I think I was touring China at the moment while Jeanette was working in America. And, uh, and then we sort of swapped, I think, for a little bit. But there was like a couple of months where we couldn't see each other. Yeah. And I think that the long distance side of it, I think that so many people make it work. But that for me was always sort of the hardest yeah. bit about making a relationship work because you can't address it. You can't uh, communicate right away. You can, you know, make it better. You can fix it. And I feel like that's been communication has been working wonders for us over, over all these years. But the toughest time was when we wasn't together physically, when we had to do it on a long distance. And yeah. Those were the hardest tests uh, when it gets to our relationship. But then, you know, I feel like that every marriage is the same. I think you go through tests every single day. There is something <laughs> that is a test or, you know, you have to uh, communicate. But then over the time, you you learn what uh, ticks, what works, what doesn't. And uh, I think that, you know, it gets easier yeah. and easier in a way over time. But I think that the biggest test or the moment where I, where I felt was when we got through that long distance period of our relationship. But uh, it was right at the beginning. So maybe even harder to get through it. But we did. And yeah. um, I think it made us um, stronger or, uh, you know. And then obviously, you know, it, it helped us for the future. Uh, working then all of a sudden and living, being in a relationship in a public eye, which was a completely different aspect to it and uh and then you know still still going strong yeah still going strong we always say it in every interview that we do for us strictly literally changed our lives you know not just our lives as performers and artists but as a couple because at that point we were gonna have to go yeah. back to the long distance thing you know the run that we were doing here in the uk together was finished um and i was gonna go back to my place in la ali ash was gonna go back to slovenia and then, you know, through however you want to look at it, universal synchronicity or abundance or, you know, through however you see it, something aligned for us that we both ended up getting Strictly Come Dancing. And I think the fact that we both got Strictly at the same time, you know, we cried, we screamed, we laughed. Like It was just the most magical moment because immediately the first thing we thought is, oh, my gosh, we can stay together because going back to the long distance and going back mm -hmm. to being so far apart, we thought, how, how, we don't know if we're going to make it because it was just, there's a, there's long distance and then there's Los Angeles and Slovenia. It's like <laughs> two completely different parts of the world. It's not, it's not London, Manchester, is it? No, no, no. So I think, you know, luckily we both got strictly. And then in a lot of ways, getting strictly is, was, is what allowed our, for our romance to really kind of blossom and grow and, created an opportunity for us to not just do what we love, but do what we love and do it together, which is very, very rare um, in, in our industry. Very rare. And also, you know, Strictly on paper, you you shouldn't be in Strictly for a start, Jeanette, because you've never competed in ballroom in Latin America. And you were the first dancer that they ever made that exception for. And Aliash, when you joined, you were so young. You were the show's youngest ever uh, professional dancer. So both of you were quite exceptions to their long-standing rules. Yeah, we were yeah. very grateful. Was it? I think it was Vincent and Flavia left that year, mm -hmm. and uh, they were a little bit 
Not, not, you know, I think it was a very last minute, you know what guys were, were okay to, to, you know, step down and they were such a great partnership and still are, they do shows together and things like that. And, um, mm -hmm. and I remember when they stepped down, that's when the opportunity arose for Ali Ash and I to kind of step in. And so we all Vincent and Flavia a lot, I think, to, to an extent. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, when you get that, that's another, I think, pinnacle point in our, in our relationship is being put into Strictly Come Dancing and is the most watched television show in the entire of the UK. I mean, it's millions of millions of people watching and we knew how big the show was, but not until we were actually on it did we realize the extent of the mm. popularity of Strictly Come Dancing and just how much it meant to people emotionally, you know, the people that sit down at home with their families and watch it together or the ones that just love the good Strictly Curse gossip. It didn't matter. There was always a topic of conversation surrounded by Strictly during the time that Strictly was on. And um, and that was that was a test in itself for us, to be in the public eye with everybody wanting to know more about Ali Ash and I, yeah. who we were, why we were together, you know, how long we've been together. Are they going to get married? Are they going to get engaged? And, and kind of becoming that center point of, of attention was was strange for us. Yeah, fame is a strange beast and it can be, be very, very damaging, especially in the infancy of a new romance when everybody, yeah, you're saying is, oh, are they going to get married? But equally, they're also going, are they going to split up? You know, yeah, it's exactly. just an unhealthy amount of attention to carry with you, isn't it? No, and I think that for us, you know, the fact that, especially that first year of Strictly, when it was the first time that we were on the show and you know, going to dealing with the press and how it all functions here in the UK. I think after that first year of Strictly, that was another moment in our relationship where we both went, I think we're going to survive this. I think we're going to be okay because, <laughs> you know, it, we made it work, didn't we? Mm. I think it was, it was an amazing opportunity to get the show in a positive way because we love the show and we love the team and we loved all the pros and everybody that we worked with. And then on the other side, the harder side was that kind of dealing with the scrutiny of having yeah. such a huge lens put on you uh, from the whole of the country. But luckily, luckily, we survived it. And even more luckily, in our case, the UK really has been kind to us and accepted us with open arms and treated us with beautiful words, really. I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but we really enjoyed our kind of blossoming romance and everybody being a part of it, I guess, through press, because... It's been kind, really. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. But it has been very kind, yeah. I think people have fallen in love with you. And, you know, to see you support each other through these... I mean, certainly since since you made the decision, Jeanette, to, to jump from the dance floor to the sofa. And congratulations, by the way, hosting a daily show with all eyes on you when you've never really done it before. I remember in lockdown, I was watching some of your Instagram lives that you were doing, and I was like, God, she's good. She should be hosting. And then you were. And I now realise that you, you were putting in the groundwork. You were rehearsing for the part. And um, I think you're remarkable and, and more power to you. Oh, thank you so much, Kit. That means a lot coming from you. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it, it, it was... Um, well, no, but so do you. Like, I think when you watch a host who's not competent or not comfortable, rather, you it makes you nervous. I am fully relaxed watching you because I think even if the balls are dropped, you'll catch them. Don't worry, she's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just get up and do a bachicara. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that takes, that must have been a big conversation uh, within your marriage. Like, do I do this? Do I not do this? Does it kind of, did it 
I mean, I know Ali actually really struggled with that, Jeanette, in that last year. To, you, you missed her input as, as a fellow pro. That mm. changes the dynamic, right? That must have been a big moment in your marriage. Of course it was. I mean, we, from day one, when we started uh, Strictly Come Dancing as pro professionals, uh, we always find it the best and uh, not the easiest, but I feel like the results were the best when we worked together. When we choreographed every single yeah. dance, pretty much, that we did with our celebrities through the years, uh, there was something of both of us in those dances. If, if it was steps, if it was ideas, if it was music choices, colors, whatever you... However you look at it, there was always a mutual sort of uh, work. You know, we always did it as a team. And then that year when, although I was just that proud and happy, because prior to to Jeanette sort of venturing in the, in the presenting waters and, you know, uh, so beauty, beautifully smashing her first chance on It Takes Two, there was not many of us pros that, that sort of had the... Um, um, how would you call it, the courage to do something like that. And I was so, so, so happy and proud. I still am whenever I watch it. I watch it every, every night. And, uh, you know, to to oh, see her excel at that was absolutely beautiful, to sort of take that, um, you know, opportunity and run with it and really make it your own. And then on the other hand, and you know, I was for the first time doing Strictly as a, you know, on my own as a professional. So whenever, you know, you do get tired or you do need a hug or, or someone for the first time, Jeanette wasn't there. And we were always sort of that sort of each other's little um, helping hand, you know, whenever we do need one. And uh, so for that, that was for the first time because it takes two and strictly do get filmed in different studios. So it's not, you know, it, it is a show about the same thing, but not made in the same space, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I do. I did miss her a lot, and it, and it did feel a, a, as a a bit of a different job. So now, when when I just get to be a fan and make sure that I uh, get to catch every single it takes to, I feel like I'm even more supportive than I was before. Ah, and then I love the fact that now you've made the decision to 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 leave the dance floor at Strictly. Mm -hmm. You're doing this show together, and and I I know that you have you were even when you were performing with other partners, for example. When, you're when you first joined the show, Jeanette, you were so involved in the choreography that saw Aliash win the show with, with Abby Clancy. So you've always, you've always worked together to some degree, but now you're really putting your, yourselves out there with the, with the tour. How has that changed over the, the course of your marriage? I mean, I remember six years ago, was it, when we did the first sort of uh, solo uh, project uh, being touring the UK. Uh, it was a show called Remembering Fred. And uh, it was the first time that we sort of, on Strictly, you have a minute and a half a week to sort of create and uh, something that it's, you know, yours, that you're proud of. Whenever you have a chance to uh, co-choreograph and co-direct um, a two-hour show, you know, the, the amount of choreography, the amount of thinking, the amount of ideas uh, creatively you have to be involved with, it's so much more than what it is like, you know, to, to create a one and a half minute routine. There's different challenges to that, to, you know, to tell a story that quickly so people understand. So there's a different sort of um, skill with it. But, you know, to to do a tour and to choreograph, and Jeanette and I are both so proud and happy to, to be doing that. We pride ourselves into, you know, uh, making sure that choreography is something that we really, really love dancing, that people are going to get excited with. And uh, so a lot of love goes into it. And 
doing it for you know five times, you do learn how one works. And uh, normally, because we're both so passionate about it, those are the only times that if we ever do, you know, like I said before, three times, no, once every three years, that was it. And that one time is normally when we do choreograph and create because we're both so passionate about it. And uh, I think that this one that is about Christmas, it's such a beautiful, strong um, concept, you know, a feeling, a tradition that means so much to so many people. And, uh, you know, putting our love to it, I, I, I think it's going to be a beautiful show. And uh, I, I can't wait to dance to Christmas music. I have never danced to a Christmas carol more than, uh, you know, once. So to do it for two hours, I can't wait. I'm going to be there with a big red bow on in the front row, dressed up like a Christmas present. OK, talking about the fact that you only ever row once every three years, I want to see if this is actually true. And for question number three, I wanted to play a bit of a game with you, if that's all right. So shall Go we? On. Go on. Go on, I love a game. Ready? Okay, my final question. I thought we could have a little bit of fun. Okay, so here are some classic Mr. and Mrs. style questions to see how well you know and observe one another. So, question number one Who is the most organised in your marriage? Jeanette. Me. I'm just gonna, okay, Jeanette. <laughs> Says Jeanette. <laughs> so, for example, when you got married three times, who organised that? I did, Jeanette did. <laughs> Yeah. You, you, you actually, I gave you a task. I, I organized everything, but I did give him the task of making sure that he booked the hotels and booked the flights for our families because they were coming to all three of the weddings. So they were going to be with us on our little mini wedding tour. And his responsibility was one of the biggest ones, which was to make sure the families had hotel rooms right. and flights. And he smashed it. Thank you. But I did organize with the whole shebang <laughs> the rest of it <laughs> so the answer is Jeanette okay Jeanette you win well done question number two who usually wins an argument Jeanette <laughs> Jeanette I mean that's <laughs> I think that whatever I say right now to try and explain this I just don't, don't think he's going to do it justice with how incredible Jeanette is with uh, he... with her sort of uh Deliberate. Well, you always said I should have been a, a solicitor. He's like, you should have been some kind of a lawyer. A lawyer, a politician, <laughs> uh, someone that needs to, you know, uh, I don't know. So basically, she absolutely annihilates you in an argument because her vocabulary <laughs> will just literally push you to the floor. That's, that's what makes me no, sound awful. No, but <laughs> out of kindness, I'm going to say no. It's not, it's oh, not that bad. Out of kindness? It's not that <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna happen, Kate. Once every three years, it's gonna happen after this. Podcast. It's been two years. It's been two exactly. years. Eleven months. It's been. It's, it's like a. It's like a. It's like a precious moon. At, at, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we cherish. We cherish. Okay. Okay. Question number three: Who is the most calm in a crisis? I again. I'm gonna say me. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> Yes, I am. I don't think you are. Oh, you don't think I am because you're the one in the crisis most of the time, no. like stressing. <laughs> when we, I won't go into details, but something happened to me in my career that was very, very, very frustrating. 
And if you were Jeanette in that situation, if anyone would have accepted you losing your, I don't want to say the curse word. Cool. Losing your cool. Yeah. And just like screaming at everybody around you. But I stayed very, very calm because I took deep breaths and I thought, okay, it is what it is. This is out of my control. I can't figure this out. But Aliash, out of the passionate love that he has for me and wanted to see me do well and felt the unfairness of this whole situation, just went screaming and like angry <laughs> and just like, how can this be happening to my dad? And I was, I was calming him down for something that had happened to me because he was so upset it had happened to me. So, I mean, I oh, think I could so nice. win the staying cool uh, argument, but he he wasn't cool for the sake of me, which made it an, a nice kind of thing. You know, he was he was upset for me. But yeah, I think I do tend to stay cooler than he does when things don't go to plan. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Okay, question number four. A horrible question, but I'm going to put it to you anyway. Who is the better dancer? Ooh. Oh, Aliash. No, Jeanette. Well, that, that's not fair. Yeah. I don't think you can ever, we can never even ask ourselves that because it's never about that. I think that you can only be as good as each other, really. Uh, I think that what the style of dancing that both of us dance, you're so... Um, depending on one another. You can't do something with, with, without the other one. And uh, I feel that with solely from our high difference, I'm six foot, <laughs> Jeanette's five, you know, it, on a piece of paper, it should never work. Yeah. And uh, we made it work for, for ourselves. And uh, funny enough, I think that when we dance together, not just that it feels different because we are in love, but that's the time that I don't let go of my partner the most, whoever I'm ever <laughs> dancing with. And although we're both professional dancers, but we just choose to always sort of dance together together. So I don't think, no, I don't think, I think it's an unfair question. Uh, I would say Aliash. I, I would say I, Jeanette. I loved watching Aliash. I would say Jeanette. So we don't get a point for that. We don't get a, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> with losing. Do you know All what? Right. Do you know what? I'm going to give you both a point because you're just nice people. But as, as we oh, know, Jeanette is so winning. Oh, no, just give one to Jeanette then, please. Don't, don't <laughs> no, give no, me. No, no, <laughs> no. What about the best gift you've ever given one another? Oh, well, for me, it's an easy one. It was the engagement ring, the day he proposed. It was perfect. It was um, dreamy, the fact that he set up the whole evening so brilliantly. I just remember thinking at the end of the night, so you can organize things. Because <laughs> it was so beautifully done. It was so perfect. Um, and the ring was amazing. That's so brilliantly passive aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's not just me. It is not just me. But it was. It was honestly the the most amazing. Well done, you. Wow. Yeah, it well, was amazing. Well done, me. So, so yeah. tell me about that night. How did it play out? Well, I we were in rehearsals all day for pro dances at the time, and. Um, I had a little bit of an injury. I, had, I was dealing with sh a shoulder issue. So I was the whole day in rehearsals just whinging and moaning about the pain in my shoulder. And when we got home, Aliash said, oh, don't forget we've got this event tonight. And I just was not budging. And I kept saying, can you just go on your own? Because my shoulder's killing me and we've got to dance all day again tomorrow. And he just kind of turned around and said, will you just please get dressed? 
goes, we have to go to this event together. I can't go without you. And I said, wow, okay, fine. So I did. I got dressed and they said, where are we going? He said, oh, I think it's in Dance Attic. And I remember thinking, Dance Attic, the dance studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what event happens at Dance Attic? I was just obnoxiously asking all the details. Why are we going? Why do you need me there? And that only <laughs> happened once. Never before or after Janelle has acted like that. And then, um, only then. Uh, we got on the way there. There's a video somewhere on my phone. I've got it saved. On the way there, I did a little like, you know, Instagram, YouTube video or something. And I just said, we're on our way to an event and we don't know what the event is. And it's apparently at a dance studio. And then I just looked at Aliash and I went, oh, do you know what? This is where we first met, though. It's where we first met so many years ago. And he said, oh, yeah, it is where we first met, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cute. We're going back. Anyways, we get there. He had told me there was going to be press there, so I needed to dress up and look nice because there was going to be quite a few people there. And I thought, all right. And we get there. There's nobody there. There's no press. It's, like, empty. The studios are all empty except for the gentleman that owns it who, unfortunately, just recently passed away. And um, and he says, oh, yeah, 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 you've got to come to the room. And I looked at Aliash and I said, are you joking? We're this early as well. Nobody else is here. And uh, when we walked into the studio... I was so annoyed at the fact that there was nobody there and that there was no press and I had to dress up and go with this pain in my shoulder uh, to this thing. I didn't even clock that in the room, our song was playing. There was a bottle of champagne with two glasses ready in the corner on the side. And, uh, but I didn't see any of it until I walked in and I was ready to turn around and start whinging yet again about the fact that we were on our own in this place and so early. And when I turned around, Aliash was, was on one knee. And um, and that's when he proposed and it all, the penny dropped. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've just made this so difficult for him. <laughs> and this whole time he's been trying to do <laughs> gorgeous. Um, and then we did and we slow danced for a good 20 minutes crying, you know, looking at the ring and how beautiful oh. and perfect it was. And, and then the next surprise came and he organized the most beautiful dinner with our own individual menu for the night that he'd organized with the chef at our favorite restaurant, in our favorite, favorite table on the corner uh, was duck and waffle. And, um, and it was just the most perfect, perfect evening. Everything was thought out. Everything was just perfectly done and magical. So it was an amazing engagement. Yeah. Can we do the question wow. about who is the most organized one again? Can we <laughs> try and answer that one? I was going to say... Is it at yeah. the end of that night that she went, oh, so you can organize things? I mean, that is <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. You I'm have so nailed it. That was the moment she realized. <laughs> Anybody listening to this now, any man listening to this will be going, thanks a lot, mate. You've made it absolutely <laughs> sorry, impossible sorry. for me to follow that. It's the, it's the, it's the simplest things in life. I, I feel more you're trying to be... Uh, I don't want to say sort of creative, but sometimes more you're thinking outside of the box, more you're going the wrong, the wrong direction when it goes to those simple things. And getting yeah. engaged with someone, it should be a simple thing. I think that it's one of the most simplest, simplest things in the world is love. You know, it's so obvious. And uh, I think that, yeah, that's what I did. And it worked. So, yeah, you did it's just simple. I remember you said, really when, we were, when we were at dinner later in the night, I said, 
why did you do what like how how did you because I was shocked that you did, and I said why did you like talk me through how you decided to do this like what was the and he went well I just thought I can fly her to Paris or I can take her here or I can take her there and he's like we've traveled the entire world together on tour with Burn the Floor and we've been on dates in Singapore and then we've been on dates in California we've been on dates in Belgium and he's like so how how could I pick one specific spot and he thought so why not bring it all right back to the moment that I fell in love with you, which was the day that I met you when I walked into the dance studio at Dance Attic. And I was like, even the answer was perfect to the question. And uh, I started crying again. And, um, and he was like, I just thought it was the simplest, most perfect way to like, you know, bring it all right back around to when I first met you and fell in love with you. And, and it was the perfect spot to do it in, yeah. I'm so glad you explained it because my explanation would never sound as beautiful. Thank you. That's lovely. Um, so, Aliash, what has been the most impressive gift Jeanette has ever given you? And let's be honest, yours is going to be really hard to follow. You have, yeah. I think you've won this one already. Uh, I think that the most uh, beautiful gift that I ever got from Jeanette, um, I mean, I could answer this as a joke and say that that one day that she let me make a decision. But <laughs> I think that that would be a silly answer and so not right and so not just because there's been more than one day like that. So, you know, I'm not going to say that. It's not even funny. Uh, but I don't... It is quite funny. I think that Jeanette and I, I, I couldn't find a moment because there's just been... There's, I'm not going to say this. He's trying been, to be very polite. No, Basically I'm, saying, I, there's nothing memorable <laughs> enough that Jeanette no, has gotten me. <laughs> no, Butchka. Because it's never about, I don't think it's ever about anything specific, you know. I was the one that asked her to marry me, but we never sort of give each other any of those sort of gifts. I would say that... <sighs> there was one gift, actually, that I was really frustrated, that I was really proud oh, of. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember it. I know exactly and what I was it was. so upset. Set, I know because exactly. I went through so many lengths to make so, this extra special. Exactly. I know exactly which which gift which I love football. And I've Go sort on. of been a fan, a little sort of quiet fan of Barcelona for a long time when I was little and younger. And there is this one football game that any football fan, even if you do support or not of any of those two football teams, Barcelona, Real Madrid, the El Clasico is this amazing big uh, event that happens a few, few times a year when they play each other. And uh, I've never seen it. I've never been there live. I mean, I've seen it on, on telly, but I always wanted to see it live. So Jeanette got, got me as a surprise for my birthday tickets to see Barcelona. And then, El Clasico. El Clasico. Yeah, and it was big game. Big game. It was brilliant seats. Um, I got hotels You books, got beautiful flights, hotels. Books. It wasn't Madrid, though. That was the only, but, you know, nonetheless, an amazing event. And I did the, remember, I did the treasure hunt for, yeah. the, for the gift. For I, the put, gift. I left little notes everywhere <laughs> to get him to actually realize what his yeah. birthday was. It was a lovely, it was such a thought-out gift. Yeah. And then COVID happened. And then COVID happened. And then, so we couldn't really go. Couldn't go to the game. No. Couldn't go to Barcelona. Couldn't, oh, like... No! No. Lost all the money on everything. <laughs> but that was, I would say, that was the most thought thought out gift that <laughs> that that Jeanette has ever sort of. Uh, but so but you're always so thoughtful, though. But that was that took a lot of effort and uh, and organizing, which I know that Jeanette's an incredible organizer. But when it gets to sort of planning a holiday, I know how big of a task that is for her, and to do that for me, that was a 
That was very special. So thank you. Even though we couldn't go. Well, literally no. the thought. It's just the thought, the thought, that counts. The thought was brilliant. Yeah, it was just as it good was a, as well. In this instance, it had to be, Jeanette. It just yeah. had to be. Um, yeah. Thank you both so much for your time today. I have loved talking to you. You, you are, you're just lovely together, aren't you? You've got each other's backs. You are mm. constantly in hold, and I love that in in the sort of metaphorical sense of the word. Yeah, um, and it's it's I been really that. lovely to hear so many of your stories, guys. Continued success. Um, really, I really would love to come and see the tour. And Jeanette, just keep knocking it out of the park uh, with your presenting work. It's lovely to see you flourish and blossom. Wow! Thank you so much for having us. We've loved it. We loved it. I loved it. Thank We've you. Loved it. Oh, yay! And I will be dressed like a Christmas present with, like, a box of wine on my lap at one of your <laughs> first shows. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to the second of our Something from the Ballroom specials. I'm back on Friday with a brand new guest and some thought-provoking questions for them. I'll see you then. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.